Well, good morning, everybody. We meet in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good to see you one and all. Welcome to our service. Uh, welcome uh, if you're here for the first time in a while. It's great to have you back. Welcome to those of you also who are watching at home. Great to have you with us. Uh, my name is Toby. I'm going to be leading the service today. Uh, and I'm also going to be speaking a little bit later. We have been spending the last... Uh, few weeks uh, going through the book of the prophet Amos. We're up to the second half of chapter 7 today uh, and I'll be speaking on that passage from Amos a little later. Um, We have our Holy Communion also, more details on that uh, as we go on, but it is great to be together here in the name, in the sight of the Lord. What we're going to do, as we always do at this point in our services, we're going to start off with news and we'll have some birthdays first. And I happen to know there is a birthday. We'll come to you in a minute. Um, Are there any other birthdays? Oh, that's true, yes. So, um, we'll come to Amelia in a moment. So, the other Toby, it was your birthday yesterday, was it? Today at... Quite right too. So I think it was your it was your birthday birthday yesterday and today's birthday birthday. Yeah, okay. Well, so we're not able to sing at the moment, I'm afraid, Toby. But we have given you the birthday hat, and we'll give you a round of applause. Here's to six. We'll give you the bumps later on. Um, And then the other birthday, just to mention, so sadly my daughter Amelia isn't able to be here today because somebody in her class uh, has been sent home with coronavirus and so the whole class has been sent home. Amelia is self-isolating. Is she watching at home? Yes. Hello, Amelia. A little bit premature, but it's Amelia's birthday on the 26th of July. So um, many happy returns, Amelia, to you when the time comes, uh, although sadly you won't be here in Elmden Church uh, for us to wish you many happy returns then. That's it for birthdays. Uh, you've got the prayer sheet uh, in your pod, various uh, little things in there, including a little note about my licensing uh, at St. John's and Christchurch uh, on the 19th of July. Uh, there are some spaces for Elmden people. We don't exactly know how many yet because we're waiting to see what the government says tomorrow. But there certainly will be some spaces. So if you'd like to come to that, it would be lovely to have you with us. Um, If you could speak to or contact Carol uh, and she will sort out uh, numbers for that. So uh, I'd love it uh, to see uh, some of you there. Any other news to share? Can I come to to that in a moment? Okay, thank you. Uh, Yes, Rob. Okay. All right. Thank you. So I think that's probably particularly for those of you who are watching from home. Um, Those of you who are used to contributing food to support Helping Hands, the food bank for Solihull, but who aren't coming to this building at the moment and therefore can't drop it off. If you'd like to get in contact with Rob Dean, he's very happy to come around and collect things from you. Okay, so it'd be good to carry on supporting Helping Hands. They really do need it, as do all of those uh, organisations working in that way. Um, so please do get in contact with Rob if you're unable to bring food donations here. 
One other thing, I said that uh, Amelia wasn't able to be with us today, so um, she is watching at home. Um, But she was sad because she wanted to say goodbye to you. So uh, there's a very short video that Amelia has made, um, and we're going to watch that now. I'm sorry I can't be with you, but I wanted to say a proper goodbye and to thank you for everything. I'm going to miss you. Um, and if anybody wants to send a very brief message to, uh, to Amelia, we'd be happy to uh, video you on Emma's phone afterwards, and then she can, uh, she can see that. Thank you. Uh, yes, there's two church wardens standing at the back, coming this way in a slightly intimidating fashion. Uh, On behalf of our church, all the people, those here and those who haven't been able to make it, those people who haven't been able to come for 18 months, we just want to say we're very sorry you're going. We're going to miss you dreadfully, but we know you're going on to do new work in a new area and life here will carry on, but you will have wonderful new adventures So we want to say thank you very much for all you've done. Thank you. If you look around, we can see the difference that you've made, all of you. So thank you very much indeed. Now, nearly everybody has managed to sign the card. Okay, thank you. Shall I open that now? You may open it, yes. (coughs) Oh. Oh, Thank you, everybody. I'm not going to read all of these uh, signatures and messages now, but thank you very much. Thank you. Can I give my presents now? Because I'm just bursting. There you go. These, Emma, are for you. Oh, I know, some flowers. My personal favourite as well, but I felt that they were probably yours too. Um, uh, James, yes, James. And a lovely little present for you. Hope you like it. I feel certain you will. Um, Amelia, Amelia, we've got one for you too. This is yours. And both of you, this is yours. And thank you. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done. And I will obviously personally miss you very, very much. Although I will still obviously see you, Emma, on a personal basis. And <laughs> um, thank you again. Thank you. There you go. Bye. And. Um, We'll just say a prayer for Toby and family. Oh Lord God, we thank you for the last years that we've had the pleasure of Toby and his family living and working with us. We pray that you will bless their new venture. Be with them in all that they do. And we ask that everyone will support them We won't forget them, and we thank you again for having had them with us for these last few years. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. So let us come before the Lord in confession. God chose his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and in faith. We keep some moments silence and then we say the prayer of confession. For all the times we have gone our own way, Father, forgive us. You tell us to follow you. For all the times that we have put ourselves before you and our service to others, Father, forgive us. You tell us to love. For all the times we have been selfish with the things that you give us, Father, forgive us. You tell us to share, to follow you, to love you, to love others and to share with them. Father, forgive us. You tell us to change. Well, friends, we can never say it often enough. The good news of Jesus Christ is that in Jesus, God himself has reached down and he has done that to set his people free. That when we come before him seeking his forgiveness, his forgiveness is always given for he is a God who is not only just but also loving and kind. He's a God of mercy. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the world. Jesus who rose again and who lives and who will one day return, yes, bringing justice, but also bringing new life to his people, the church. So friends, this is good news, good news indeed. Hold on to that good news. The good news of Jesus crucified and risen. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Let's see what the book of the prophet Amos has to say this morning. You'll find the words that we're going to be reading in your pods on a sheet which looks like that if you'd like to follow. Uh, And Graham is going to read to us Amos chapter 7 verse 10 to chapter 8 verse 3. Today's reading is Amos chapter 7 verse 10 to chapter 8 verse 3. Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent a message to Jeroboam king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy any more at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd, and I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. 
your land will be measured and divided up, and you yourself will die in a pagan country, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. <clears throat> this is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, The time is ripe for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, may we hear your word this morning. Father, may we know your word. Father, may we trust and obey your word, the words we meet in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. Well, that at least was the cheery vision of one 20th century poet. Um, a cheery vision there and another cheery vision here in this reading this morning. Um, for Israel, Amos says, the ending will be just as desolate. The songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. Amos chapter 8, verse 3. Cheery stuff indeed. This is the way that Israel ends. This is the way that Israel ends. This is the way that Israel ends. With a wailing, with a thud, and then silence. But God is not silent. He's not silent in this reading today, much though the state-approved high priest, this guy Amaziah, much as Amaziah would like God to be, indeed much as Amaziah would like King Jeroboam of Israel not to hear what the prophet is saying, but God still speaks through him. God still speaks out through his prophet Amos. It says, I'm looking at the beginning of the reading in uh, chapter 7, verse 10, Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam. Jeroboam will hear to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying, verse 11, Jeroboam will die by the sword. And Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. These are tidings that Amaziah really does not want to hear. And these are tidings that he wants to be sure that Jeroboam really, really does not want to hear either. In fact, he puts it in language which is really going to catch Jeroboam's attention. He accuses Amos of conspiracy, of insurrection. He impugns his motive. He says in verse 12 that it's really all about the money. That's really uh, why Amos is doing these things. And he tells him just to get out, be gone. 
what he won't even begin to countenance is the thought that Amos's words are the words of God. Amaziah said to Amos, verse 12, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread and do your prophesying there. Far away from here. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. You see, Amaziah, he cannot accept that Amos is speaking with God's voice, that God is speaking with Amos's. But nor, it seems, can Amaziah quite bring himself to deny this entirely. So instead what he does is he attacks Amos in worldly terms. He's a conspiracist, he's a a money grabber, he's a rebel. What would you do, I wonder, if you were Amos hearing these things said about you? Well, Amos, of course, he strongly disputes these things that Amaziah says. Absolutely not, he responds. Verse 14, Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. He goes in the name of the Lord. And Amaziah says, get out, get out, go home, there's the door, just turn around now, you're not welcome anymore, go back home, do your prophesying there. But God says to Amos, go prophesy to my people Israel. And because God has said it, that is exactly what Amos has done. Listen up, Amos, God says, listen up, trust and obey. Amaziah? Well, God, who would you listen to if you were in Amos's shoes? This is what Amos says, verse 16. Now then, Amaziah, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. You see, these are not things of Amos's own devising. These are not the inventions of his own mind. This is the word of the Lord. You, Amaziah, you say, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. But God says, your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons, your daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up. You yourself will die in a pagan country and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. That's what God says. So which of those words do you take? The words of Amaziah or the words of God? Who would you listen to if you were in Amos's Shoes. And Amaziah says, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. That's verse 16. But God says, actually go there and do this. And because God has said it, that is what Amos has done. There he stands in the heart of Israel. 
Listen up. Amos, God says, listen up, trust and obey, even if they don't want to hear it. And they don't. They don't want to hear it, do they? Amaziah, he doesn't want to hear it. King Jeroboam, he doesn't want to hear it. None of them want to hear this word of the Lord or the voice of the Lord. And quite frankly, it's not hard to see why. Because who wants to hear that their lives need to change? Who wants to hear that their time is running out? Who wants to hear that they're accountable to God for the ways that they live? They don't. Do we? Israel does not want to hear these things. And frankly, neither does our society today, actually. I think as a society, we'd be quite happy for God to be silent. Why else do we, in fact, turn our backs on him all the time? Why does our society always look down on God's church and disparage his word? Because we do not want to hear. But here we need to. And here we must. The world needs to hear and to heed Amos's words and his warning. For this is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, Amos says at the beginning of chapter 8 in verse 1, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, the time is ripe for my people Israel, I will spare them no longer. In fact, in that day, verse 3 declares the sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing, many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. With a wailing, with a thud. And then silence. And the Amaziahs of this world, and it still happens today, the Amaziahs of this world say, do not speak against the world as it is. How dare you be so unloving? How dare you be so unkind? Stop warning the descendants of Adam of what's coming. And God says, I have put you there precisely to do this. So do it. And because God has said it, this is what Amos did, and this is what we should do. But always with the good news that in Jesus Christ, God still offers forgiveness and hope, new life. In Jesus Christ, God has spoken and still speaks in his word. So listen up and trust and obey him. For in this reading, yes, Amos speaks of the sure end of Israel, a God-forsaken kingdom, as it proves. And in his word, God speaks of the sure end of the whole of this world as we've known it, though with a promise of something much more glorious for the redeemed people of God. Compared with these things, then, 
seems almost ridiculous to mention the other thing that's going on today that we've spoken about already, but I suppose I ought to mention it. As you know, after nine years and one month, I am finishing today here in Elmden. After today, my voice at least will be silent. You might be pleased to hear that. So friends, I do want to thank you for everything that we have shared together. And my plea to you as I move on is that you continue to support and uphold one another in love, especially the wardens in this vacancy period. It is a challenging time for them. Please, I appeal to you, resist the temptation to do what seems right in your own eyes, but think of the good of the whole body instead. And if I myself have tried to do anything in these last nine years since we came with that little three-year-old who just had his third birthday and that little tiny baby who you saw on the screen who's not so small anymore, as I've tried to do in these last few years, I've tried to hold before you what I think is a biblical vision of, yes, the awfulness of sin and the reality of judgment, and there's plenty of that in this book here of Amos but also of the certainty of God's mercy, God's love shown to his people, the church, through the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the end, our God is never silence. Silent, for in Jesus Christ, he spoke and he speaks. So if you know this God already, then brothers and sisters, continue to love him more and more. And friends, if you don't know this God yet, then come and adore him, our mighty, eternal Father. Listen for his word here in this book by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen up, church, trust and obey him. For in Jesus Christ, God has spoken and he still speaks today. He still speaks today, doesn't he? Listen up. Elmden Church, be renewed in the hearing. This is my prayer for you all. And as for me now, well, thank you. Good night and silence. Let us pray. Father God, may we know your transformation more. Make us, Lord, more and more a people for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to have a song.
surrender all that we are to your purposes, to your pleasure, to your service. Give us hearts of humility, Lord, we pray. May we know you working in us always by the power of your own Holy Spirit. Father God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to continue in prayer. Rob is going to lead us in our prayers of intercession. There is a response for our prayers today. When I, after I have said, heal us, Lord, could you reply, and use us for your glory. So we start our prayers by thinking, let us focus our bodies, minds and hearts and wills as we pray to the God who rescues us from greed, oppression and captivity through the love and sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy God, you are the focus of our love and worship because you alone are the Lord who made us and rescues us from captivity and the slavery of sin. Lord, you rescue us so that we may live in your freedom, serving you with joy and in thankfulness for all that you have done for us. Heal us, Lord, and use us for your glory. Holy God, though the world often rejects you, you never fail to believe in us and love us with tenderness. We pray for all areas of conflict, of deceit, mismanagement and greed, and for all who are drawn into the chaos of evil. Heal us, Lord, and use us for your glory. Holy God, our lives provide such rich ground for acts of loving kindness, self-discipline and courage. Remind us of the opportunities to give those with less than ourselves, giving time, money and attention. Strengthen us, Lord, to use them. We particularly think that those homeless, struggling with addiction and without proper resources to live the life to your glory. Heal us, Lord, and use us for your glory. Holy God, we thank you for all who care for others, whether in hospitals, care facilities, residential homes, nurseries, schools 
and prisons. We ask you to give them compassion, patience and skill. Give them loving hearts and your spirit to do the work. And we pray for all those in their care and authority and who rely on others for help. Heal us, Lord, and use us for your glory. Holy God, we call to mind all those who have lost loved ones in the pandemic and all other circumstances. We thank you for the lives of those who have died and ask for your peace and presence with those left to mourn. Let us thank God for all the good they have left behind and ask for forgiveness for all the other deeds. Heal us, Lord, and use us for your glory. Holy God, we thank you for our human potential to do good and for your gift of grace when we fail to live to your standard. We thank you for the love and sacrifice of Jesus. Give us a heart of repentance and thankfulness for your unfailing love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we come to the Lord's table, or as close to that as coronavirus will permit, if you'd like to reach out and to take the clear pot off the top of the bread and the wine. When we come to share the bread and the wine in a few minutes' time, um, please do uh, remove your masks for that bit, otherwise you might find there is an obstruction uh, preventing you from sharing. So we give thanks. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, it is right, it is our duty, it is our joy now and always to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For Jesus is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and then to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead. You exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, Father, accept our praises, we pray, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Saviour, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and Father, he gave you thanks. And then he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So in remembrance of Jesus, let us do these things. If you'd like to take the bread, 
the body of Christ, was broken for you. And if you'd like to take the wine also, the blood of Christ was shed for you. And as God's own redeemed people of praise, we pray together the prayer that our Saviour taught us to pray, the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We're going to hear our final song. Here's Jesus smiling and I know why. 
Christ in us. So now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. I shall now be silent, but our Lord continues to speak.